All right, everybody, welcome uh, back to the Morning Woods podcast. With me, we have our a very special guest today. He's uh, he's the host of his very own podcast at the Jungle Gyms Market. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir, sure. for everyone? I, I'm Mark Borson. Yeah, like you said, uh, right now I host the uh, Jungle Gyms po- podcast for, I don't even know, I'm having struggling to get that out. I'm like, what's <laughs> he just the, has a what's stroke. The, yeah, I was like, what's the show called? <laughs> I got that COVID brain fog still. Uh, no, but the Jungle Gyms podcast, yeah, based out of Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield. Yeah. Uh, I've been working as a commercial actor now for almost like the last 10 years, which is crazy. That's awesome. I didn't know you were an actor. Yeah, dude. I I've, love learning that about you oh man i i tried to be you know i was listening to the episode you did with andrew dench oh yeah and uh i feel like part of the reason he and i bonded is that we're like kind of the same thing where i'm like i started out my entertainment career as a musician and that went well for a little while and then i kind of like once once i had a band breakup i had that moment of uh i'm not relying on people anymore so then like everything else i was like i'm just gonna learn how to do everything so but yeah i got into acting a couple years back I uh, led some campaigns for brands like Pepsi and the NFL and stuff. So that's awesome, it's, dude. dude. It's been so cool. And it's one of those things where I only got an agent cause I wanted to be a voice actor. Oh, wow. And then my, at my agent was just like, Oh no, you're going to be in, you know, film and TV and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh, Okay, you know, I'm not dude, arguing. Yeah, can so. I send some of Andrew's headshots that he took me over to your agent? <laughs> yeah, Please, because I want to get in voice acting, too. Yeah, dude, it was so crazy. It, well, it's funny. You know, it's hilarious. I haven't booked one voice acting gig. It's all oh been, like, like TV and film stuff. It's, it's kind of hilarious. Well, even if that would to, would to work out, that would be great alongside yeah. stand-up and good credits to have. So That's the one uh, area that I tried to start breaking into right before COVID, and I did stand-up for the first time in, like, March of 2020, then <laughs> everything shut down. I was oh, like, man. And it went pretty well, too. And I'm like, oh, I should get back to this. But then. That's when I started my first podcast. Well, it was my second one. I had one with some buddies. And kind of like you said, a band broke up. Um, <laughs> but also, in retrospect to what you were saying earlier, I started off as a musician as well. That's so cool. So I was like um, doing hip hop and like singing and stuff for like probably yeah. 10 plus years. I have a That's bunch awesome. of mixtapes and stuff out there that I, I don't do anymore. But doing comedy for a little over four years now and then uh yeah right during the pandy i'd started doing a podcast called getting high with headliners oh cool so i was like yeah this would be fun i'll like smoke weed with comics and sure we'll, so i ran into several problems so the first one was like a lot of people were like i don't want to smoke weed on camera i'm like i'm on tv and stuff and i'm like all right i respect that that's sure that makes sense and it really didn't cross my mind during the course of I was just like, this is a great name. Right? Yeah, it's for a good branding. Great. Getting high with headlines sure. is great. So we might bring that back for the Patreon only. Oh, I like this. Like, that's it. There you go. That's a good idea, by the I'm way. I'm here to inspire. Uh, but the second <laughs> issue that I was running into was that uh, YouTube was like, no, sorry, you can't put any dollars behind this because like the content, the nature oh. of the content is shocking. And I think the name was a red flag automatically. Yeah. So yeah, so it didn't really fly, but it was a blessing that like COVID had happened in that in that particular way for me. Just because, like, you know, I really wasn't being able to bring people into my apartment and stuff like sure. that. So I was like, all right, it kind of just shut down and the dream died for a while until last year was over and everything and yeah. kind of this kind of popped off. But that's so cool. Yeah, I'm glad that it did. I'm glad that that thing didn't kind of take off and continue momentum because who knows where it would have went or what maybe where my branding or. I could yeah. have been down a different road altogether as far as the name of it. It's kind of the fun thing, right? Mm-hmm. Multiverses are hot right now. So that's like you're just all your brains. I love pads. that theory, dude. Hey, Doctor Strange is my favorite superhero. <laughs> if you've seen the new one, don't spoil it for me. But I you... won't. I did, I did enjoy it, but I watched this movie the other night called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Dude, I was trying to think of the name of it. I saw you post that, and I was trying to think of the name of it. I'm glad I saw it. I like, is I it on Hulu? Uh, it, it, I got it on Vudu. I think, I think okay. it's just I like pay-per-view streaming yeah, yeah. so far, uh, or whatever they're calling 
you just know? rent it for like 10 bucks or exactly. whatever. Okay. And I had such a good time with it. Mm. It man, it was like just really invent. It was one of those things that like, you know, I've made a few short films myself, you know, enough to be like, I'm a filmmaker. That's but cool. Try not to be obnoxious about it. Uh, <laughs> try. But uh, it was one of those things where watching it outside of some of like some of the larger effects things, it had a very like DIY kind of grounded approach to things. I yeah. thought that was cool because I was like, oh, feel like this is how I would try to approach this kind of grand story where it's like, you know, you don't need $200 million budget. They right. did, I think they literally did it for like $20 million or something like that. And it's got, I mean, it's it, every buck's on screen. It's really cool. I'd highly recommend Hell it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I, I love a good superhero movie, but ones that are rated R and ones that are for adults. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, if these people were that powerful, they would be smashing into things oh, and yeah. they could be fucked up around the world for, for sure. regular people. You're watching The Boys? Yeah. I okay. haven't watched the third season either. Oh, it's pretty good so I'm, far. Yeah. I'm hanging back, uh, waiting for the, the hype to be over. You yeah. Know? Um, Get all of the episodes out so you can just like go through at your own pace. I'm so anti other, like, I'm so counterculture and like anti human beings. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> That's going to lead me to conversations. Right. <laughs> no, of course. Um, yeah, I That's think all. it's, I think the first two were amazing. And uh, <laughs> my mental illness is showing through. Yeah, you're like, good. That's what, that's what this is all about. This is why we have podcasts. Yeah, we're just trying to air it out. <laughs> just let my demons have the mic for a few minutes. I'm like, fuck it. Let it go, baby. Uh, I'll tell you what I did watch, though. Last night, I watched the new special um, that Bill Burr was the hosting it, and there were several different comments. What'd you think? I watched that, too. I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought Michelle Wolf did a great job. I thought um, Jimmy Carr was crazy, and he was really pushing the envelope. I love that. Um, And then I I also watched that new Adam Sandler movie. Oh, Hustle? Hustle. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard great things. Yeah. Really good. Sandler's such an interesting character to me because he's obviously very funny and he's figured out Hollywood, which is like, all right, guys. Yeah. Me and my buddies are going to make this movie. We're going to make it pretty cheap. We're going to get a bunch of sponsorships on board and we're all just going to go hang out for a few months at a cool place. The movie doesn't have to be amazing. Yeah. And we're going to improv most of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just going to be hanging out with your friends. We all get a little money. Everybody goes home happy. I think it's such a great idea. It's mm-hmm. like a really oddly altruistic way of doing Hollywood, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but I love that every so often we get Sandler doing like Punch Drunk Love or Uncut Gems or in yes. this case, Hustle now, too. Yeah, dude. He's he's so believable. Um, and he. Man, he crosses over well. You know, he's one yeah. of the, he's one of those actors that probably back in the day no one would have ever saw this coming. No, you know his empire is uh, tremendous. So hopefully no one tries to burn Sandler like they have some of the other greats recently, right? Yeah, you oh. start getting back on that wave, you got to be careful. <laughs> when you're on top, you got to be real careful nowadays. Man. I uh, just saw Chris Rock the other night, and I was sort of like the whole time I was curious to be like. I wonder how this is going to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, uh, honestly, I thought it went really well. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. But the new Bill Burr hour, I saw him up in Columbus when he came through. Hell yeah. I think I think he's going to get a little heat when he releases that. I'm Dude. Very, it was, by the way, I think it was the funniest hour I've ever seen him do. Yeah. And uh, I love man, Burr. I'm really looking forward. Yeah, he's awesome. He's one of my favorites ever. I just saw Tom Segura's new hour. Oh, oh boy. That's His culture is something else, yep. dude. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It, that boy is wild. I saw Sickler uh, open. It was only a two-man show. Uh, it was at the uh, Agora Theater. Oh, okay. Down down near you, right? That's in yeah. your neck of the woods, uh, right? Agora, I think. I don't Sensi? Know. No, we've got the Aronoff and Sensi. Oh, it's the Aronoff Center. Okay, uh, that the makes Aronoff sense. Center, yeah. yeah the Agora, is that maybe right Indianapolis? It might be in Indianapolis, yeah. They all have almost the same name. Yeah, I know. I have no idea if that's even a theater. Yeah, it probably is. I have agoraphobia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> 
Fuck yeah, dude. Um, yeah, oh, dude. Did you see that uh, this woman? This woman was arrested for trying to prostitute for gas. No. Yeah, dude. This chick. Uh, it was on mugshots.com. I think Sagey's TV posted it on their Instagram from a mugshots. It was a screenshot from mugshots.com. You can't blame her really right now. I mean, honestly, it, the only reason I'm not doing it is because somebody's already been arrested for it. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, know? no, you could still do it, dude. That's true. You might not get caught. I mean, it's a good market for it right now. <laughs> For sure. But apparently she asked this older gentleman, like, hey, uh, you know, can I get, you know, I'll give you sex for a tank of gas. And he called the cops. And she got arrested for soliciting. That's so crazy. I know. It's crazy that I he called imagine. the cops. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I can't imagine being an old man. And that was my response. I'm like, go ahead. In this recession right now, he's like, man, I would. But yeah. <laughs> I got to do something about this. He Honestly, it was just his territory. So he was pissed off that she came in and groached. I'm the only one sucking dick for gas on this side of the railroad tracks. Get your punk ass over there, lady. The this hell? is my dollar general. Yeah. You know? She's like, I was just looking for diesel. I don't give a fuck. She's like, it was E87. He said, don't come back around. <laughs> the extra ethanol really does go a long way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> dude, I would fucking... Oh, man. I don't know why I almost said this out loud. I was like, I will suck the methane from a cow's ass. And I don't know why that even crossed my mind, to be honest. There's probably some science behind it. I'm like, let's check with the, with the Mythbusters. <laughs> what if I just... That's how I became a human rocket pack. I was like, yeah, you guys didn't know this, but if you suck a fart out of a cow... <laughs> Turns you into a jetpack. I sometimes wonder how many things, you know, because most of existence was just discovered kind of in accidental weird ways. Uh, we what, should try this shit. What secret powers have we missed out on? Because we're like, that's a little weird, you know? How much weird shit do we not do anymore? Because we were like, someday someone was just like, oh, dude, we've been fucking up, right? Yeah. That happens all the time. Right. All right. Like, look back on, like, uh, you know, leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> We fucked up, man, making that a fashion trend. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Where are they now? There are all kinds of things, dude. And some <laughs> great things that happened like that, too. Like, who accidentally dropped a corn dog, uh, their hot dog in the batter, and they were like, oh, let me get a stick and try to jimmy that out of there. Right. And you're like, oh, man, it's ruined. <laughs> let me get the worst tool possible <laughs> for this job. Let me go outside and peel this off a tree and <laughs> stab it into your food. Oh, my God. It's amazing. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, somebody the other day, I forget where I was t- I was talking with somebody. It may have been on the show, but they, I think it was, but they talked about, they're like, speaking of how Midwest we are, yeah. let's put a corn dog on a coney here. Oh, shit. And I was like, Jesus, I think you just unlocked like the ultimate and fair food, whatever some weird nexus is. Dude, I think that Midwest is code word for bread. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You're like, is it battered? <laughs> is it battered? They're like, yeah, it's better when it's battered. It used to be it's better when it's buttered, and now it's better when it's battered. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, shit, you can butter the batter as well. There's like two layers to this. Dude, well, people from the Midwest, they like two things battered. That's their corn dogs and their wives. <laughs> <laughs> Which may sound delicious, but that doesn't make it right. That's right, dude. That's how deep fried Oreos are invented. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Midwest does kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. I was talking to uh, Billy DeVore about this. And, yeah. Uh, I was like, it's almost like my brain just like says dumb shit. And we were in the middle of talking about Chili, and like he's from Cincinnati and not thinking. I was like, I almost said it, and then I explained to him that I almost said it. I was like, dude, I almost just asked you, like, oh, wouldn't it suck to live in a, ch- a city where Chili was your staple food? <laughs> and he was like, I do. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But, uh, I mean, Dayton doesn't even have 
uh, a staple food. That's really true. It's, it's, it's heroin. It, yeah. People I mean, eat meth and pills here. That's our staple. That's perfect. Honestly, yeah. that's like three of uh, the base levels of Maslow's hierarchy <laughs> of needs. So Dayton's doing it right. <laughs> meth, heroin, and benzos. <laughs> They're like, dude, you're checking all the boxes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, come on down and play a few holes at the Covington Classic. That's yeah. where I live. So it's about right. I would, Literally, this is how awesome it was. Today, I was walking my dog around like a nice little park. And as I came around the bend, there was just some dude who looked like, the, you know, the picture I always have in my head is on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. They'd have a uh, like a homeless guy that would just like walk around and just like these kind of voices. Yeah. I swear to God, that fucking dude was just like laying down in the middle of the road, just fucking vibing, just hanging out. And he was like kind of picking at some shit near a telephone pole. I was like, this is beautiful. Why do people think Covington sucks? That's awesome. We need this action. Dude, it's crazy you say that. You're the third person from Covington I've had on my show within the week. Yeah. Yeah, and also oh, one of the weird. artists that the owner of the studio signed is from Covington also. That's awesome. You know, so weird. all jokes aside, I mean, that really did happen today, but yeah. all jokes aside, I really do live, like living down there. It's been a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, easy highway access, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you guys are just <laughs> over the border, so the cigarettes right. are a little bit cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. I, call, I refer to it as Southern Cincinnati when people ask where I live, and I was like, well, maybe you've heard of that. Yeah. I like Newport, too. That's a fun city. If you want to go have a good time and you know hit some spots, there's some good eating down there on the water, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We've got kind of a good, you know, the thing about Cincinnati now is that we really do have, or the Cincinnati area. Uh, we have a really good food scene. Like we were yeah. beer forever, and that's cool too. But like, I'd ra- I definitely eat way more than I drink these. You open days, up a new so. market for other kinds of tourists when you start having a good food market, though. All right. You know what I mean. Well, the beer I'm, people will still come. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, that's I think that's part of Jungle Gym's success. To be sure. honest with you, they're just like, hey, what if we had a platform for everybody? Yeah. And and it's, it's fun. It's like this crazy tourist destination too. I mean, shit. It's a weird place to work. It's been a lot it of fun. It looks so cool from the highway, um, for sure. I like, have like it's the f- huge. I've never been in there. I'm, I'm going to oh, come man. down. Yeah, you'll have a good time. Yeah. We'll, we'll do some weird stuff. If I we plan wait. it out right, we'll, I'll, I'll try and do something fun for us there. It is a, uh, it's a wild place to work. I mean, like literally you never know what to expect every day. It's like some days there's just kids having like lightsaber fights in the toy department. <laughs> Someday you're trying, you know, I mean, like my job is like trying exotic weird food. And then, I know. Like, it's cool. I, Dude, was like, what I love a cool your show. Oh, thanks so much. Man. Yeah, man. Is this it. your baby or did you and the owner kind of come up with this together or how did this uh, all, what's the process? Kind of a little bit of both. But what the thing about what's so cool to me about jungle is that like, he his secret skill that I don't think gets talked about enough is he like gets people right like I think by it was like my second interview with them where at the end of it he goes what if I built you a studio and I laughed right like I laugh because he's kind of a funny guy anyway yeah but I laugh because it's very infrequent in the creative industry so we were talking about this off air mm-hmm. especially in this area sure dude like the fact that I was like I remember booking that Pepsi commercial and being like, holy shit, I did that in Cincinnati? Damn, what would yeah. I do in a city where they like really do this? Should I leave? You're you know? doing auditions all the time. Yeah, yeah. and it was funny because like I did that, had that thought, and then literally got the call from Jungle Gyms to meet them about doing this show together. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm not leaving. Yeah, and, uh, so the momentum of the Pepsi thing probably helped you in that way too. It, I did the commercial after my first interview, but before my second. And okay. I joked that when I came in, they were like, oh, we saw you did a Pepsi ad. That's so cool. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, well, I think I just got this job. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah, dude. <laughs> you know? That's fantastic. But uh, no, it was really cool because like the, we they came in. The whole thing is like Jungle done someone else's podcast. He's like, why aren't we doing one of these? And he was just like, let's corner that market. He's just a kind of, a, I mean, really, he's a visionary guy. You yeah. know, he just came in and he... He what he uh, what I was saying about his special skill before is that he really like knows people, you know. In that first hour and a half I spent with him between two interviews, he was just like, 
this is the guy. Let me go show him the studio. I'm going to build him. And he built me this crazy studio that he let me design. That's you know? awesome, dude. It's insane. It's like, it's like a crazy thing. And I just remember, so sorry. But I remember leaving and being like, okay, so I've known you for an hour and a half and you offered to build me something, which is why I kind of laughed about it. Yeah. You know, I just wasn't expecting it, but it's, oh, dude. And on the show's creation end, they were just like, pitch me a show. Okay. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, and I've been working, you know, when I wasn't doing acting stuff, I was hosting this YouTube channel for a tech company based out of Florence, Kentucky. And it was a pretty good time, but like, you know, it was, a, we were business to business and business to education. So it was a little more like straight laced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of like think media or something along those lines. You know, yeah. And like, I had a great time. And by the way, I, a, I still had a ton of creative freedom, but it was just sort of this, like we were working in like uh, we were a partner company of Google. So we were like working around Chromebooks and like sure. Chrome OS and all this shit. So it was like kind of just a dry neighborhood, right? Like yeah. I could inject some humor into it. But uh, it was pretty cut and dry, but I bet it probably really got you prepared for where you're at now as far sure. as your creativity, as far as the processes of actually being serious and making media that people can consume. Right. Right. You really got that down. And that's good that you had that, that under your belt before yeah. you got to do your own thing. And it was cool because like, you know, I mean, it's the old gig. It was me and one of my buddies and we just made stuff and it went well. And yeah, I think it's such a great point. What's been funny to me about this process at Jungle is that. Like, I'm still having to unlearn the corporate. I wouldn't even say my last job was very corporate. It was a smaller, independently owned company. But, like, it was more corporate than here, where this is a place where I'll have an idea, and I'll be like, oh, that's probably a little too much. Mm -hmm. You know? I, shit, a great example of that is I bathed in chili and supported the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> this year. Uh, you did that in, in studio? In, yeah, in the studio. I did a whole live show from it and everything. Holy shit, dude. That's amazing. It was awesome. And How did I miss that? Oh, dude? my God. I think we just didn't know each other yet. I think. We, okay, I, think I we, came along a few months like, later. I think, like, right after, okay. honestly. Like, and it was, dude, it was such a funny event, but it was one of those things where, you know, I just made a dumb joke on Facebook, and it got out of control like things tend to do. Hell, yeah. And Jungle was out of town that week for something, and I just remember being like, oh, shit, I got to tell everybody works. I call one of my buddies at work that's, like, been with the company his whole life, and, like, Kind of grew up with them. And I'm just like, dude, okay, so I made this stupid post. And one of the chili companies in town was like, yeah, if you get a bathtub, we'll supply the chili. Holy I was like, fuck shit. It. I was like, look, man, we can either do this here or we can do it somewhere else. I was like, what do you think? And he's like, just run it by the team. So I tell the team, and they're all like, it was, you know. It's the best fucking idea you ever had, Mark. Mind you, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I've been with them now officially. Like, you know, we consulted for about a year on the build. But at this point, I've only been with them like four months. And I'm just like, hey, guys, I thought it'd be great if I stripped down in the middle of this grocery store and bathed in chili <laughs> for really no reason. But because it was funny and people seemed to think it was a funny great idea. Great publicity. Though. Oh, my God. They were on board. And so, you know, we call up Jungle and we're just like, hey, we got this crazy pitch. And again, it's like. And I should have known it would be the way it went, but I'm just like, all right, so I'm going to bathe in chili and do an episode of the show from it. And he pauses, and, you know, in my head, it was like eight hours of pause, but, you know, it was like two seconds. Sure. And he's just like, yeah, sounds great, babe. Like, uh, just uh, don't spill on the carpets. And we're just like, oh, shit. I'm like, that's who I work for. Holy shit. It was awesome. So you guys had to, like, Dexter your studio out, Literally. right? Literally. Cover so, it in, like, plastic. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Dude, the, our, we have, like, you know, we have an events team because we have two event spaces in that store alone and then another one in the Eastgate store. So they came out with these, like, giant plastic rollers to wrap the carpets. I was just like, oh, shit, we really could kill somebody here. Hell, yeah. You guys have a lot of tarps and probably a ton of property to bury things on. I'm, I love Love this place. Property, dude. You live in Cincinnati. You just put them in the chili, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
How many people you think said the wrong thing in Cincinnati? Yeah, right. It ended up in. Yeah, ended up as a little cinnamon. Yeah, one guy a hundred years ago was like, "What do Greeks know about chili?" And that's the special recipe ever since. What if no one knew? But like, yeah, it was was because it was a body the whole time. It's just been. (laughs) The blood of children. Oh, yeah. There's like one every year at one of like the West Side Church festivals. We sacrifice somebody yeah. for the chilling. It's like, well, the city's built on it. No, it's just the way things are. That's why Skyline and Gold Star broke up because they were like, dude, we're tired of killing kids. And he's like, here, Gold Star, we're going to continue to do our <laughs> sacrificial farm to table children sacrifice. <laughs> okay. Locally sourced, uh, fair trade. <laughs> Those are cloned kids. Uh, nope. Uh, yeah, no. These uh, are... And we actually have two new lines of these kids. Came in from Impossible and Beyond. These beyond are... children. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> These are free range children. Actually, I did a uh, I did a little fake. Uh, well, not fake. It's real. I did a short film a couple of years ago called Chilluminati. That it's actually. So when I first moved to Cincinnati, you made a comment that made me think of this, and uh, of course dope. I'm going to plug it. But I. Uh, when I first got here, I was like, why is there a chili-based economy in Cincinnati? Like, yeah. These two businesses, one's red, one's blue, they all operate pretty much within the 275 loop. Like, There's a few outliers, of course, but for the most part, especially when I first got here, which was in the 90s, yeah. they were really just locked in that circle. And I was just like, there's got to be some sort of chili mafia. That it's like one family, and they were just like, all right, one cousin runs the red one, you run the blue one, and if we have this competition... We'll actually build an industry out of it because one chili place that it's wasn't like Pepsi gonna work. And Coke, exactly, dude. they're just at war forever. So Holy shit! I made a short. You're gonna film get about us it. killed, dude. I know I am, dude. I'm working on a sequel right now. I really, I really hope the second one something bad happens. And oh I'm gonna my make god, shit's real. I'll tell you a good story off air too. Okay. About chili Holy air. shit! That makes me feel excited and nervous <laughs> at the same time. Anytime someone's like, "Yo, I got a good one," but yeah. wait, and I'm like, "Oh right. yeah. yeah, this is gonna be fun." <laughs> This is going to be fun, baby. Yeah, the Patreon subscribers only. Patreon only, for <laughs> sure. Yes. Dude, that's that's great, bro. You can't really top that. I um, I think you have to watch what you say sometimes, huh? Oh, a little uh, bit. Yeah, and, for sure. I, I So I said this, and I think I'm going to do it. I haven't really made a post or made it official, but we're uh, we're approaching 50 episodes. But I think, Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. I think that once we get to 100, maybe I should do it at 50. But I was thinking at 100. I get a tattoo of maybe like fan do a fan poll on Facebook and let people decide. Give them options. I but. got a pitch for you. You should do it 50. They get to pick the first half. You give them like a, like, let's say you're like, all right, I'm going to give you like a four, a four by four square design the first half. Okay. And then design the second, like then have somebody design the second half based on the first half. Okay. But like different people. So maybe get two different art styles that somehow connect. Okay. I think that might be fun and it would get be a good way to boost listenership up to a hundred too. You're like, all right, here's the first half for the next 50 episodes. You could take suggestions. It'd be fucking hilarious. That's an awesome idea, dude. Yeah, you could do, I mean, dude, you could go full Steve-O and have him do your face and do half your face oh, man, and then half your face the second time. It'd be hilarious. Dude, yeah, we're going to get some merch made up with this stupid head dude. i love it it's, it's great those are hand drawn from those are my teeth that are my fr- my friend travis made fun of them and i was like dude those are my real teeth i was like these are pretty close <laughs> <laughs> like, i is, made them myself yeah that was a hand sketch my parents made those teeth dude and that's uh, so cool dude yeah definitely do that I, yeah i think that would be really fun dude i that's feel like merch and patreon idea. are the two next big waves for us as like content creators i'm trying to figure out yes. the merch thing too yes which is a little weird since i work for a company doing a show but i'm like well we can kind of find like at both both levels yeah, yeah like you can find store. a medium yeah. some for you and some for them and that's all you know i i find that um with with the owner of this business and myself too because mm-hmm. sometimes you want to do your own projects and you're still in a you're still like a 
a freelance media creator. Right. Even when it, when you leave the studio. So, but you know, yeah, I'm in the same boat when it comes to that kind of stuff. You kind of got to draw the line at some point and be like, how can we both, how can this work for both of us? Cause this is like the breadwinner of the, oh, yeah, like, of the equation for me yeah. and for you as well. well and so. I think it'd be like an easy thing too. It's like, like you said, like even making little stickers, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. just like, and brand awareness too, you know, yes. where I think we struggle because we're a bit of a tourist destination. I think we haven't done stickers so much for the show because, you know, just kids would just put that shit everywhere yeah so i think i'm gonna migrate to magnets instead okay because i think magnets kind of have the same effect you could still put them on your car you can still put them a lot of places so much better yeah but if like if you put it somewhere that's like fucked up you can just take it off the markup is a little bit more initially but yeah as far as like the the trajectory of how far that's gonna go and like the longevity of that being on their refrigerator or their car or, or their fucking who knows their mailbox? I mean, there's endless places you can throw a magnet. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm thinking QR codes too. Oh yeah, thinking maybe I put one right in the center of my forehead, like a big piece of LSD, but it's, it's a QR code. Perfect. You yeah. know what I'll I'm saying? Get the tongue out, dude. Get the tongue hanging yeah, out. Full blotter. Shit, dude, baby. I'll show you my Patreon uh, before we leave here, um, and I have like yeah, so I have like the levels like the uh, three dollar tier. This is for you guys at home. Uh, three dollar tier. It's just a plain. It's called just the tip. Oh, it's perfect. just a plain white floating head, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the second one, it's you got balls. And then I put a really cool like disco ball from the 80s behind me. And it's just a little bit of color popping out. Oh, that's out. awesome. Yeah. And then on the third one is uh, Big Dick Energy. Ah. And so that's 10 bucks a month. And, you know, um, all my life have been called, you know, people have been saying you're a dick. So in my eyes, I want to connect with all the other dickheads uh, around the world. And so. Just touch tips, dude. That's what that's that's for. And in the background of that one, it's like this head, but it's like all tie-dye. And I have like a third eye coming out of my head with a rainbow. Oh, sweet. Like some cool fucking shades on. That's a great idea. Yeah, dude. The, the cartoons make it endless for like yeah. moving pieces without, um, you know, having to do a new photo shoot or whatever. It's, right. Yeah. So it's really versatile in that way. That's good idea. I should bring some of those back. I had a couple cool ones done a while back. I should bring that. That's a good concept. Dude, I love that chili. I love that chili idea that you did, bro. I got to come up with something cool like that for yeah. a publicity stunt to get some more eyes on the show. And oh, it's, it was fun. It was, you know what I mean? Like, it. it what's great is it didn't really fuck anything up. It was one shower. I thought it was going to be like a couple. <laughs> I do think the funniest part of it was watching, like, the family, like, the actual owning family in there squeegeeing my shirtless body of chili. And I was just like, I feel like this is the oh ultimate power move. What, what oh. did I, <laughs> what did they sign up for? I know, but everybody was all in because it was, dude, you know, the thing is it's like, I, because I, because it really isn't a power move to me. And it was just like this fun, silly thing. I just remember thinking, I'm like, I think we all just got really caught up in it. Like, you know, the news was there and shit. It was crazy. And somebody texted <laughs> me a couple days later. There and you were in your underwear. Yeah, literally chili. And then people were like dunking. It was amazing. People ate out of it. It was awesome. Oh no I way, yeah, dude! It was good. Two different people tried the food out of you it. You were showered. Like, oh um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah you mind yeah. saying what brand you guys used? What? Oh yeah, yeah. Gold Star came through. Gold Star. That. Yeah, so it was Gold Star chili in there. It was twenty-two and a half gallons. I think we had in the tub. Hell yeah! It was. I mean, and we and added a little hot water too, just because it was like room temp. So. Okay. So you were in a warm chili bath, dude. Yeah, like warmish. I mean, after you, know, you sat in it for an hour with no, and I got to shout out Jolly Plumbing. They were the they were the tub sponsor. Okay, because like leading up, they were like, "We want to be involved," and they were like, "What do you need?" And I was like, "Look, dude, I need a tub I can fit in comfortably for an hour, <laughs> oh, and I don't want to clean it up." It's so funny that you you just make this 
post outwardly and yeah. then people were like no dude we can't you have to do this we want to sponsor they're like clawing down your door like dude put our top in the video it was kind of it dude it was honestly it was one of those moments where i was like i think i've made it at least Fuck, luckily you yes, know what i mean dude. where i was just like i think this i think this happened yeah you're becoming you know? a staple for sure dude man it's been crazy lately because like i don't know i've just been head down grinding i feel like for the last 20 years of my life literally mm -hmm. right like you know it was music for a long time and then all these other silly things along the way but it's like this show's doing really well and like the acting thing has been a little slow this year but it's like the projects i get to audition for now are crazy stuff yeah. you know where i'm just like oh oh this is no longer just you know and I, by the way i still love doing like local indie stuff but like man there's some stuff that's come down my pipeline recently where i'm just like well i, heard, I can't believe it i heard a little rumor um yeah. that this uh like ohio might be like the new midwest la like the new little hollywood um, if, there's if we, a major production company that just bought a huge lot here in Dayton uh, at the beginning of this year. Cool. That's awesome. Big, big company from LA. And uh, I think they have a sister company in Atlanta that they just, um, bought another facility down there, but, uh, it's awesome. So dude, yeah, this could really be Cincy and Dayton in this whole kind of area. And Columbus has a great film scene Columbus too. too. Yeah. yeah. They already have a lot going on out there. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. Columbus but, is like kind of the underrated slayer in the state. Yeah. I just, I feel like a lot more like Midwestern people are going to start getting some more opportunities as far as acting and yeah. things like that go. So that's why I'm trying to get in that field, man. I'm trying to get out of my, my regular nine to five and be a full-time creator and yeah. actor and stand up. So it's awesome. Yeah. I want to get back to doing stand up again. That would you be should a do. lot of fun. It, it's a good time. It's, I had it's so on much fun the rise. Doing it. Yeah. And I really, you know, it's one of those things that I think even if I was doing some, you know, it sounds stupid to be like, Oh, I'm going to do this casually. But the problem is, I have a lot of talents, and I hate saying that out loud. It's okay. You but know, you know, you know your power. I'm only going to do what I'm good at. You you're know a, what I mean? You're a light being, bro. You know. Thanks, dude. You know, I appreciate it. I, I'm serious. I can feel it, bro. Thanks. You got, I really you're not the that. Illuminati, but you got it inside you. <laughs> we all do, <laughs> I bro. could be. I've been eating the chili, dude, it's so special. there's like a little bit of everybody. <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> all of our Cincinnati forefathers... <laughs> <laughs> they grind the bones. <laughs> you got to stay strong out there, kid. That's right. William Howard Taft himself invented some, you know. Oh, my gosh. But, no, you know, I uh, I, I, lo I always loved comedy. I was always kind of afraid to really try it around here because I had watched so many people in the Cincinnati comedy scene for so long mm -hmm. that I was like, I'm not like a weird hanger on now. But I was like, I don't know. I've been, like, writing jokes online for 20 years. So yeah. I was like, that kind of does count to an extent. It's not the same thing as performing live. Well, you're pretty punchy, too. You're, like, you're a funny guy, like, conversationally, and that definitely helps on stage. I totally agree. This is a muscle, like, doing the whole podcasting thing and yeah. having one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and and having to be funny in the moment translates over to stage, I think. I totally agree. And, you know, and it's funny because I've had years of other stage performance, like, preparation, right, by, by playing in bands and touring around and stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's like, you're on stage all the time. And, it, you know, I don't want to be like, it's all the same. But there is a lot is. of, there is a lot of crossover, though, yeah. right? Whereas, like, that's what you see. Look, I think this is why you see serious actors. They're like, oh, I'm an actor, but I'm also a musician. I'm mm -hmm. in a touring band and doing this. I'm like, yeah, we're all we're all just like failed musicians. Kind yeah, of. <laughs> in a way. Yeah, because there's only a couple of, you know, really good musicians. But yeah. there's a ton of people to around the ecosystem. And, yeah, it's fun. I think we start at different parts of it sometimes, like you sure. were saying. And then we'll kind of like feel out the world or be be in different parts and different worlds. And there's all different sectors of entertainment and it's, but it's the same people. Eventually like the ones who work hard and stuck at it, yeah. you see them in other industries. You run into them. For sure. You guys rub elbows in the past and then you're like, Oh boom, I'm glad we're both doing this now. Look at you and look at me. And, right. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's, that's like probably the most fun thing about it too. Right. And it's like a combination of those people who were not just 
talented and there's like the trifecta to me it's like talented driven and self-aware is like the hard one i think to find because i think i find a lot of people who are very talented all the time driven seems slightly less common than the talent and then the third least common is the self-aware because it's like having it just enough self-loathing is i think what helps so many creators become awesome right like i think if i really liked myself too much i don't think i'd be successful i know know i I know what you mean i hate looking back on my videos i hate editing myself i'm so cringe yeah it's so cringe but in the moment i know that i'm doing something right like right now Mm -hmm. i feel good we're in flow yeah it's a great conversation i'm having fun and like same you know what i mean yeah absolutely it's like when you're in the moment but when i look back i'm like who is that guy right oh i totally get it (laughs) it's like you got to turn the switch off um, but sometimes it's hard to draw that line and like try to, uh, I don't want to use the term. I do this too much. I say when you're becoming a regular person again, but it is like you're a different person when you're in character, when oh, you're yeah. in media or in acting or stand up, you are in character and yeah. it's scripted no matter what you, you right. know what I mean? Even in those people who are like, you know, I, I've tried really hard to be pretty much the same, mm-hmm. but like, I know I was talking to someone just a minute ago and she's just like, Oh, make sure you don't do too much of that mark sure and i'm like oh is it really that bad she's like no but like just make you aware right she's like i know you and i know you're not whatever she's like and then she's like make sure you talk about the weird acting kissing class lessons on the show would you please open up about that dude so are you gonna kiss me no i mean i don't know that's why i was when i pulled up i was just like oh shit i got this is gonna get us an audition though if we make out right now that's it definitely get me all right here we go i'm taking one for the (laughs) you have to send this to your agent yeah right exactly it's like you see his lips yeah exactly this is 2022 mark's really trying to expand the portfolio (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he's very diverse i mean he has range look at this yeah well we'll get lost in these uh in these rabbit holes of just like weird areas of internet and the conversation today where she and I were like, what is acting? You know, and we're just kind of like laughing about it. So she starts looking up all these weird classes and at some point finds this rabbit hole that there are no shit like kissing lessons for actors. And I just like, my immediate thought is, great, I know the topic of the first documentary I'm going to make. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you know there are some very interesting people at that. Can you, can, you imagine, can you imagine even, like, legitimately Googling that to be like, all right, I want to be an actor, but how do I look like I've fucked ever? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I, I would mean, I love it to be the front man for that show. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever develop it. Kind of like how Joe Rogan did Fear Factor. Like, no one took it serious, but eventually it caught on. It's so right? true. It would be fun to do that, like those kind of people. But in that same lane, you could also go to, like, UFO conventions. Oh, my God, all that. Right? Like, Isn't that the same find, kind of like, pocket, I, the weirdest it, bits of society that people don't get to see? Eventually, I, I feel that. like my Nathan Fielder fandom, like Nathan for you. I don't know if you ever Who watched that Nathan show. Nathan Fielder? Oh, my God. Dude, you're going to love this show. Check out Nathan for you. It's on Hulu. Nathan for you? Yeah, he's this. He's a Canadian comedian. His whole thing was like, the, sh- the pitch of the show is that he would go to like, quote, struggling businesses and come up with these, again, quote, brilliant ideas okay. to help their businesses out. And the thing is, yeah, you'll definitely find them brilliant, but like not in a really useful way. Yeah. yeah. And there's oh, all kinds of great. ones. Oh, oh my god! I've been trying to get so many people hooked on that lately. It's really fucking Nathan funny for though. you. Yeah, Nathan for you. He is. It's so. It's like really dry humor. His performance alone is like one of the greatest things ever because he's just a super weird guy that is maybe has the best poker face I've ever seen in my entire life. And he will pitch some fucking crazy. The first episode, he goes to a a frozen yogurt place and he's like, I have an idea. We're going to come up with a crazy flavor that's going to have everybody come in and it's shit. (laughs) And so he's like, (laughs) and mind you, he's just like sitting there straight faced having people like do taste tests and that kind of thing. It's the shit. It's 
amazing. And people, he's like, what do you think that flavor you just tasted is? And it's just these real people react. I mean, dude, it's, it feels more real than any reality TV show I think I've ever watched. <laughs> do you like Impractical Jokers? Oh, uh, you know, I go back and forth. I was a big Joe Gatto fan. Now that he's gone, I'm a little a little upset about it. Yeah, they said that he might come back. I saw Sal on a, oh, I think he no did shit. Theo's podcast. Or... By the way, who knew Sal was going to have a great podcast? I did not see so that out cool, of the group. dude. Yeah. Well, him and Chris DiStefano. Right. I saw Chris in Nashville a few months ago. Oh, no right shit. Right before he put out that special. I saw that, the same material, and it was very good, man. He's really... He's really on the rise. Like guys like him and Andrew Schultz, stuff yep. like those. Those guys are trailblazing for. I mean, Joe Rogan did obviously, but sure. for like younger comics like me who are on the rise, that's like the business model that I'm trying to go after. Is like, you know, not everybody's going to agree with me. I don't. I'm like a little bit old school, I guess you could say, sure. or a little bit of a different kind of comic. I'm a product of the 1900s. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean. So I'm a little bit of a dinosaur, but there's still a market for that, right? There's still people out there who yeah. like will support me and then I feel like once I get to, you know, enough people over the next couple of years who think I'm like cool enough for them to give me a few bucks a month for my artistic expression and, and doing all this media, it will build and kind of cascade and snowball eventually. Uh, and uh, it did for those guys. So I'm hoping if I put the work in, that's it. You know, I mean, look already, dude. Like you've been doing your episodes, and we've got an even better studio now. You know what I mean? I like, know, dude. I was in my living room a few months ago, and sometimes I still like, can't believe this shit. This is a great setup, yeah. and, and that's a, but that's the thing though. It's like you do something fun, you do something that's interested, you're talented at it, and you've got. By the way, I think the stand up thing is a great. The, you know, I keep going back to this too, where I kind of want to get back into trying to do it more frequently. Is yeah. like it's a great method of effectively just advertising your personality to a certain extent. Where right. Like I'm sure my standup would be a little less safe than what I'm doing on the show, but even still they're like, they're like, fuck it, do whatever. Yeah. 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 You can draw a different type of audience in for sure with your standup. My standup is definitely not when I'm on the show, I'm being me. Like I, I, embellish and like punch it up a little bit and have a good sure. time but like, yeah, when I'm on stage, I'm a little more, I don't know. I'm definitely different. I'm definitely t like, yeah, I don't know. I, I try. I cross a lot of lines and push a lot of envelopes. Hell yeah! <laughs> it is what it is, but sometimes it doesn't go my way. You know what I mean? Like, so well, yeah. I mean, that's gonna happen though. That's like what's kind of fun about comedy. I don't know. For me, as like a comedy fan, that's the shit I'm there to see. I'm there yeah. to see the like wild swings. I'm kind of there, and I don't not in a negative way, but I am kind of excited to see somebody eat shit in. Again, not not to be negative, but to me, what's fascinating more than anything is watching how people recover and spin out of those moments. Yeah, dude. And like working an audience is something I feel pretty good at in those live settings. So I really like when other people are good at it too, and it's yeah. super fun. You gotta be talented to dig yourself out of a hole like that. Yeah. And then bring them back on, and even make the audience forget that it happened. Yeah, where yeah. you're like you've lost them entirely, and then mm -hmm. you're just like, just kidding, you're gonna eat out of my hand by the end of this yeah. ten minutes. You you're know? like, you didn't like that. Well, let's let's try something else. Let's yeah. be a little more playful. I got some good advice recently. Yeah, because I did a. I just opened up with a fucking bad joke. Like, it's opened up with a school shooter joke in front of like over a hundred conservative white people. <laughs> Perfectly timed, I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a good timing. I had been killing with it, you know, no uh. pun intended. But uh, I did a show with Rand Barnaclow, and I had a big stinker. Oh, Rand's I, great. I kind of bombed with that joke. I, I I brought myself back a little bit. It was decent, other than that. But I know that that really heavily affected my set and my confidence and their perception of me. Like going out and opening with that stupid fucking joke. Right. And uh, he was like, hey, dude, I got a little advice for you. I was like, what's that? He was like, you know the school shooter joke? I was like, yeah. He was like, maybe don't fucking do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, considering there was one last week and there'll probably be another one next week. And I was like, oh, yeah. thanks, dude. I really appreciate <laughs> He also said this, which I really took to heart, and he was like, you know, you're not like a bad-looking guy, and you're a little authoritative, so he was like, sometimes 
when you say things like that are serious seeming like that, he was like, you can really throw a crowd off. He was like, maybe before you try something like that, ham it up a little bit, be more silly and not expect them to get your personality. And I was like, that makes so much coming from someone who's been in the business for a while. Yeah. And he's been doing, I mean, meant dude, a lot. He's so funny and been doing great. So great. Yeah. I look up to him so much. So it kind of hurt that I bound in front of him, <laughs> but it is what it is. He's, he's a great guy. And he, you know, the thing is, again, it kind of comes back to that recovery, man. Like, and mm-hmm. I think that's where you earn the respect from those dudes. Yeah. I had to hang in for another 10 or 12 minutes and finish my shit. That yeah, was, that's awesome. I came out swinging, dude. Yeah, you had to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's great. I bet it was probably a great set, ultimately. I had fun, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time, for yeah. sure. There's a, there is just some <laughs> imperceptible thrill. Really, any kind of performer that's doing something live in front of an audience, that like when they get what you're doing and you can feel that in the room, that it's just like... Yeah. I, it's like it makes so much sense why people try to get in this industry, you know? It's like a, it's almost hard to describe it. Like when you really are honing it, right? And you're cooking up there and you've had some good sets. Where are we at? 40 minutes? Okay, we're going to wrap it up soon. But, Sounds good. Um, yeah, well, you're really cooking, man. And you've had some good sets before that. You're, you know, you've been to a few shows that week and then you got a hot weekend. Right. You're feeling yourself, man. There's nothing like making a whole room fucking shake their body and make noise uncontrollably. Yeah. You're like, yes. Yes, you know, it's it's a high, dude. Like when I really first started um, doing comedy and the first few times I did well, like at a bigger venue Mm -hmm. or somewhere I respected or was glad to be at. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. Like that was it's a, it was hard to go to work the next day and still be like, I'm not getting paid for this yet. But I know. Right. Right. Last night was something. Yeah. It's like you just get this feeling. And you know. Yeah, and yeah. I know, and I know, and I can see the future, and I can, you know, start to mani- manifest it, and it, it's that first visualization, you can't really, like, verbalize it, right? You're just like, oh, wow, I know that this is going to create this, but I'm not quite there yet, and it's I'm glad to be in the journey. I'm glad to be in the moment in between the here and the now, right? I think that's, like, a great bit of advice for people trying to do what we do in general. Yeah, you as know, a creator. Just to, like, I, the, uh, something I think that, you know, I know I talked about like my big three, but I do think there's like a good of, you know, I mentioned the self-doubt or kind of like the self-loathing and sometimes, but I think some people get too locked into that. And it's uh-huh. like, you really do have to, I think something I've been really good at, you know, again, I've been trying to make it in entertainment in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. So like, I, but I think something it's I've coming been really, to you now. Well, right. And I, I think I seriously sometimes think that it did solely because I had so much hope for not just myself, but like so many other talented people around me too. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, there's there's really no reason why we all can't have this. Every the dog bowl is huge. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like you drink. can showcase them now because you have your own source of media. Absolutely, like it's Kevin fun. Smith did for his friends, or Adam yeah. Sandler did for his friends. Right. right, and that's is that is that not what we all want? Is like yes. kind of just to be like happy with the people we like. As silly yeah. as that sounds, the it people sounds really who trite. were there in the beginning. Yeah, and like I got a bit of a shitty, sarcastic sense of humor, but I'm like I really don't mean it. I just want everybody to have a good time. You know? Yeah, dude. No, well, you need me that first, perspective. <laughs> for sure, you first. And we need that perspective in the room, right? Because yeah. not everybody thinks like you, and that's why they're attracted to your personality, and vice versa. With you, you need other people in your life to give you a new perspective, and that's yeah. that's how we learn how to be fucking humans, right? Yep. That's awesome, man. All part of the experience, baby. Dude, this was a great fucking episode. Thanks, I, Johnny. I really had a good time with you, Yeah, I'm really glad we got to meet in person finally. Me too, dude. Yeah, I got to come down there and see you. Let's we're do gonna, something weird. We're going to do that soon, and then uh, we'll do a cool blog about it for you guys, for the uh, for the Patreon guys. So 
thanks fun. thanks for coming man justin thank you for being here today buddy and you guys make sure you subscribe to this youtube channel and follow our patreon in case i'm deplatformed from this uh from this youtube channel <laughs> i'm actually gonna personally cancel you on the way out <laughs> so dude it's so good that's my that's my ending bit every time and the guest always laughs so hopefully <laughs> at one one day i'll have like a long compilation of me saying that and people just snickering <laughs> and then i'll be like and now he's canceled <laughs> perfect i'm ready for it now you have to follow us on patreon yeah. but my this is my top goal on patreon <laughs> i have a few smaller goals but i will say this before we leave and yeah. then we'll cut um once i reach fifty thousand dollars a month i i'm gonna personally um have a death match with Dwayne johnson joe rogan and logan paul it would be a no Amazing. holds bar cage match to death and then we'll see you the greatest podcaster in the world is won't we Ooh. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Uh, can't wait for the death match. Even sooner, though, we're going to get a tattoo when we reach 100 episodes, so we're going to work that out. I can't wait to see Thanks for the can. cool idea about oh, that, dude. too. I hope it works. Yeah. Partially hope it comes out fucking crazy. But... It's going to be like a mermaid and just a, <laughs> a centaur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that would be a good way. It's like somebody draw the top half and then the bottom half. That, there you go, you know? Yeah, like, first you half. Get weird with it. Yeah, dude. First half is like, Bo, what's that guy? Horse Bojangles or Horse oh, yeah, Bojack? Uh, Bo, uh, Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman and the bottom's a mermaid. I'm into it. Let's go. The oh, Morning Woods yeah. podcast, guys. Thank you for watching. Have a good one. Peace out.